Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number 800 951 The website at allamericangold.com, and it is Monday, the the I guess the Monday following our nation's birthday. I won't even get started on that. Uh, welcome back to me. We were off uh, over the holidays on Thursday and Friday. Uh, I, I'm just going to real. I got a lot of things to cover. Really quickly, the jobs number on Friday. You know the great number. And, and I want to be negative. It was fine. Two twenty four after the seventy two thousand the month before. Um. But I just want to give you context on that. You take the last five Junes. Let's go back to 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015. You know, it's on the very low end of job creation. June's always a bigger month. And you think about it, it makes sense, right? You got the college graduates or even the college kids coming home for the summer. uh, And then the high school kids, same thing. So you get a lot of massive amounts of part-time it wasn't that good of a number just wasn't a bad number it wasn't that good though just just for context but that's not what i want to talk about in the first hour uh, and it just so happened today i had the professor glenn biddle on with us uh we were talking central banks today's show is going to focus in on your 401k but real quickly i want to recap the first hour Negative interest rates. For most of us, that doesn't mean anything, does it? When I tell you that German bond yields are negative or that Spanish bond yields are getting ready to go negative or French bond yields are negative or Japanese bond yields are negative, it doesn't mean anything to you. Right? You're like, well, I don't buy German bonds. What do I care Really what that means is your bank accounts, okay? The money that gets put into your bank. You know, most of us got the old direct deposit thing, right? So every other week, that money gets deposited into your account. Negative interest, it doesn't matter if we're at 2% or not. You have negative bond yields in Japan, in Germany, in, in, in France. It means your bank account is a negative yielding account. Yeah, so does that change? You know, when, it, when, when I sit there and I look at people and they, they, they've got this money in their bank, uh, and obviously, listen, we all got to have money in our bank account. I right? got to pay our bills, but I get it. But the ones that have excess in there. You're losing money every month. You're losing money, the inflation, and let's just say 2%, because that's what they try to say. And I'm not even going to get into the story about how they lie about that. But you're going to lose 2% plus fees. 2% plus fees. So whatever you have in your bank account, you lose 2% plus fees every single month, month in, month out, year in, year out. Right, that's what negative rates means. It used to be, you put money in your bank account and they paid you seven percent interest. Now maybe inflation 
was five, but you still got an extra couple percent. Right now, now, now they give you nothing. Right, and even with with inflation, you know, the, the as low as they say it is, you're losing. Banks didn't used to charge fees. You know, thirty years ago there weren't bank fees. You know, you got charged if you bounced a check, but if you didn't bounce a check, they didn't charge you any fees. Heck, they used to give you a toaster just to sign up. Right, this is how quickly things have changed. And, and, of course, they've encircled all of that money right now. There no more bailouts, only bail-ins. And, of course, you, you've heard the news about Deutsche Bank. I'll get to that tomorrow. The other avenue for money, your 401K. I'm going to do an example, a 20-year example. Uh, Schmuckatelli, right? This is Joe Schmuckatelli's IRA. Joe Smuckatelli has committed to his IRA. He's, he's got the same job for 20 years. Okay, he hasn't left. Same employer. And he gets the same amount of money taken out every pay period in, into his 401k. Okay, We're going to see how well he's done versus the stock market has done. How well has your 401k performed against the stock market? Because they want you to believe that your 401k mimics the stock market. I'm here to tell you folks, it does not. Matter of fact, I was even shocked at how poorly a job your 401k does in tracking the market. So when we get back, I want you to think about this. The money that's in your bank account is yielding negative rates for you. In other words, it costs you money to leave your money in the bank. Of course, that's by design. That's what these low rates are for. right? They want your, and I say it all the time, they want your money to be worthless. Right? Well, they want it to be worth less. Right now, they have it set up to where it's worth negative. That's not so good. Now let's look at that other investment vehicle when we return. 800-951-0592. Quick look here. Uh, Markets are down 150 points. Uh, Gold's down a couple bucks. As we wait for Jay Powell, he's going to be... Uh, talking again, and everyone's all nervous about it. Is he going to cut rates? Is he not going to cut rates? Uh, I'll say this. Uh, I think they are. But here, uh, I'll also say this, though. If they don't, it'll be even better for gold. Gold will be higher at the end of the year if they don't cut rates in July because they're already behind. It'll just actually be worse, right? They'll have to go a lot faster at the end of the year. But neither here nor there. Let's get back to the 401K. So I just created this guy, Joe Schmuckatelli. We'll say he's a plumber. <laughs> every pay period, he gets paid every other week. He signed up for his company's 401K. And, you know, he's not a wealthy guy. 
But every week, or every, well, really every pay period, he contributes $100 to his 401k. Pretty simple. $2,600 a year. He does this every year for 20 years. So you think about uh, the beginning of 1999, the Dow was about 9,000. And again, I just picked 20 years. It was random, right? It was just easy, right? Let's go 20 years. Nothing special. Matter of fact, really, the, the Dow was kind of high then, but n- nothing special about 99, you know? It just was, it was a year, okay? For 20 years, he puts $2,600 a year into his 401k. That means he had contributed $52,000 to his 401k over 20 years. That was his starting point. Okay. After fees... Schmuckatelli now, the and this is not my math, just so you know, not my math. This was the math given to me uh, when the Central Bank, I think it was of New York, did a big analysis of everyone's 401k. Okay, now Schmuckatelli now is getting ready, you know, to get towards retirement here. He's 50, He's in that category of 55 and older. Okay. He's got... When I rounded up, this again easier. He now has a hundred thousand dollars, and of course, I'll tell you what. Look, I mean, he's doubled his money, and he didn't quite double it, but he, you know, he doubled it. That's pretty good, right? Not bad. Well, you think about the Dow now is, and I'm going to round up. The Dow's at 27,000. So he should have tripled his money. Right? He should have right, $150,000 in his 401k, but yet he doesn't. You see, because. They whack you every single year 2%. Right? And you think about over 20 years. They hit them for 40%. Right? So you think about he's got a uh, 100 grand. He should have had 156,000. The other 56,000 that went to the money managers, right? Gone. For the privilege of putting your money into your 401k. Now, here's the other part, though. That 100000 it's not all his. See, right? This is a what they call a tax-deferred instrument for a little old schmuckatelli here. If he was... If he decided, and you know what, I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to make him 60 years old, okay? And I'm doing that for a reason because it's easier math. He can now take his money 
and not have to pay a penalty. So here's a guy, he saved his whole life. He's 60. He's getting ready to retire. He's got his, his, his eye on a house in Arizona City. And for those for those of you that don't know where that is, Google it. It's in the middle of nowhere. Okay, that's how far you got to go. Now you can't buy the whole house for a hundred grand, but I think you buy a house there for like a hundred and fifty, a new one. Okay, but he wants to buy a retirement home. If he took out all of that hundred grand, right? They said, hey. Schmuckatelli, give me 100 G's, you got this house cash free, right? You own it, right? Great, I want it. If he took out that 100 grand in one sum, they'd add it to his income, and he'd lose 30% of that. So really, in actuality, this guy saves for 20 years. And when he's all said and done, 20 years later, started when he was 40, he's now 60. He wants to take out that money and buy a house with it. Okay? That's what he wants to do. Right? Not take care of his alien wife or pay some bill. Nope, I'm going to buy a home. They'd hit him with a tax bill. Of 30,000. So when you really think about all that two decades of saving got him, right? You're talking about what? 20 grand? That's it? Right? What happened to the 150? And you think about the only way, the only way for Schmuckatelli not to get whacked with that 30% number is to wait till he's retired and then only take out a little bit at a time. Right? Because then hopefully you'll miss bracket, right? It will only hit you for 18%. This is your 401k, folks. Right? And you really, when you think about it, they don't tax him. It'd be one thing. If they taxed him twenty six he puts twenty six hundred dollars in there every year, okay? If they hit him at two percent, it'd be fifty two dollars. Right? Times twenty. Would have been a thousand dollars in fees. But I just told you they collected almost $50,000 in fees. Because, see, they don't just take the fees from the money you put in every year. They go back and they say, well, you had $2,600 in there. Now you put another 2600 Now we're going to hit 2% on 5200 right? And you get it. You get it. You all understand. And you tell me how great of an investment vehicle is it when really the only way that you can maximize 
your money is by being as poor as possible when it comes time for you to start spending it. And then you only can spend a little bit of it. Right? Because any amount you take out gets counted as your income. So you start thinking about all these rules that they put in place, right? And you're looking at this, you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Right? If I, I, I saved for decades. And now I want to take my money and I want to buy something. Or I want to pay something. Doesn't matter why. And they're going to take 30% of it away from you. And think about it. What if you're not 59 and a half? Let's just say, I don't know, started working at, at 20. Let's say you're 55 now. 35 years you've been working and saving. Right? If you try to take all of the money, they're not going to hit you at 30%. They're hit you at 40 right? Because they're going to put a penalty. You've got to pay a 10% penalty on your own money if you take it out before you're 59 and a half. What kind of rule is that? Right? What, what, what kind of rule is that? And the answer really is simple. It's a rule that what? Benefits the wealthy people. As most of you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, the average. I would like to know, and I, and, I, and I bet I could find it, and I will. I'll try to find it. How many people have had to hit that 401k early? Right? They had the unexpected. Now, most of us know. Right during the crash, what did a lot of your friends do? What did a lot of you listening do? I exhausted all means. I had an emergency, right? And I filed paperwork and I said, I man, I need that 401k. I got to have it. Right? And you tried to hang on, tried to ride it out. My. Two best friends in life lost everything. Lost their 401ks, lost their houses, lost it all. Right? Of course, obviously, hindsight being 2020, they'd have been better off, what, never staking any of that money and letting the house go a lot sooner. But you know what? They What did they do? No. And I only bring it up because yet last night I got a call from the professor Glenn Biddle called me last night and and he said hey I can I'm on first hour you're on but I can't do the second hour and I want he asked me a question do we even need a central bank and of course the obvious reason was no hey listen we went a long time in this country without one right long time without one but it, what he meant was, hey, if everything's so great, and yet everybody says we've got to lower rates, right? We're only, you know, at two and a quarter to two and a half percent. And everybody now, and you know, you just go out and read them, right? You don't have to listen to me. I, of course, I've told you, rates are going to zero. 
and I hope they stop there. I don't will. You know, if you really, you know, held a gun to my head, I'm going to tell you they're going to be negative here as well. Do we even need to have these guys? And it was a great question. And it got me thinking. And it got me thinking about what do negative rates mean? Which led me to the simple conclusion that negative rates, when you hear that word, means you lose money with the money that's in your bank. 2% plus fees. And really, we all know 2% inflation is not true. 2% plus fees. And then this great 401k is only really designed. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. If you thought the underwhelming release of the Mueller report would be enough to stop Democrats' obstruction, think again. Democrats will keep filing their meaningless subpoenas and parading hardworking Trump appointees under a microscope until either Trump leaves office or the American people shut them up. The latest target of the Democrats' windmill crusade is former White House counsel Don McGahn. Thankfully, the White House put the obstructionists in their place. When the Dems wrongly demanded documents from McGahn about President Trump, the White House released a statement saying the documents are legally protected from disclosure under long-standing constitutional principles because they implicate significant executive branch confidentiality, interests, and executive privilege. The fishing expedition by Democrats has dragged on for more than two years, but that's not enough for some people. House Democrats want to pick up where the failed Mueller investigation left off. Hunting for Russian collusion may be a bottomless pit of taxpayer funds, but Democrats don't care as long as it's not their money. They are perfectly happy to use yours and mine instead. The funny thing is, Congress doesn't even have the constitutional authority to investigate like this anyway. The Constitution does not give any authority for the House to issue subpoenas or enforce them. Congress may have claimed power to subpoena individuals, but it still has no ability to require compliance by them. Ironically, Congress depends on the Trump administration to enforce congressional subpoenas. No one really expects Trump's Attorney General Bill Barr to do that. Some particularly desperate leftists say Congress should use Capitol Police to arrest Barr for not showing up at a hearing they called. That might be a lot of fun to watch on the evening news, but House Democrats don't have the guts to spark the public backlash that a stunt like that would cause. In reality, Democrats in Congress are just biding their time, hoping Trump will lose in the 2020 election so they can get back to steamrolling conservatives. Don't be fooled by their empty rhetoric. This isn't about uncovering the truth. This is about the Democrats doing anything and everything to avoid having an honest discussion on the policies Americans really care about. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. The question isn't going to be how much is in your 401k. 
It's not. You know, as I just laid out here, you know, this was a 5% return after fees for 20 years. And you end up with nothing. That's not nothing. 100000 is not nothing. But, of course, you got to remember, half of it was your own money. Right? So, really, you got 50000 of that if you actually want the money. And I want to do something with it. Worked hard for this nest egg, and I want to do something with it. You end up with about $20,000 of equity return on your 52000 Because the first 52, it's your own money. That's your money. Right? Now, you can get more of it. You can keep more of it. Can't get all 100. Now, you can't keep the whole 100. But you can keep more of it. Once you hit retirement and you don't, or the only income you got is like Social Security, and you don't take a ton of it out, right? Then they won't tax you as hard, right? You'll fall into the low tax bracket. And of course, really what that means, and, and Kevin, uh, who sent me the email last week, so eloquently put it. They want you to plan to be poor because that's really what they tell you to do. What do they tell you about? If you ever call up your 401K administrator and say, I want to take out all my money, right? If you had a, you know, you lucky ones that got a financial planner, you watch them just, right, just lose their mind. You want to do what? That's crazy talk. And then I educated you all today about rates and what it means for your money in your bank account. Right now, they don't pay any interest. I mean, maybe maybe if you have a certain threshold, right? Maybe you got 25 grand in savings. Maybe they'll give you a half point. Right? Maybe. But for the vast majority of people, they got a checking account. They don't have any money in their savings account, so there's no interest there. You're losing 2% plus fees. And you got to throw in the plus fees, right? Don't forget the plus fees. That, that, those plus fees add up. And now you're sitting there, why would you keep any of your money in the bank? And that's exactly what the Federal Reserve wants you to think. See, they don't want to say it, though. See, if they say it the way I said it, that would be bad. Well, oh, Double's making it sound terrible. Isn't it awful? You're losing 2% plus fees. Right? 401k, even if you got a 5% return every single year, up years, down years, right, it all evens out. 5% after fees. You ain't got a lot of money, even if you doubled it, okay? So it puts 5200 a year in there. All right, so now, now he's got two hundred grand. The math's still the same, right? Over 100000 of it was his own money. 
right? If he took it all out in one lump sum, he's going to lose 30% of it, right? And, and you think about the stock market has tripled since then. And, and you're sitting there at these returns that maybe they doubled, but then you still got to pay Uncle Sam. And if you do it in a way, because let's face it, I mean, come on. Hey, a hundred grand. I'm going to buy me a Corvette. I don't even know. You, can you buy a Corvette for a hundred grand? I'm sure you could. A, a, a low end one. <laughs> right. Maybe you actually wanted to use the money for something, to buy something big, you're going to get killed. Right? It, it's a horrible way to do things. And they sit there and they tell you how great this stuff is. It, it's not that great. That's the problem. And now everybody's worried. What is the Federal Reserve going to do at the end of the month? Are they going to lower rates? Or are they not? Are they going to leave them the same? And, of course, we had that jobs number. Remember the jobs number we had Friday? I was off on Friday. And it was 224,000 jobs for June. And everybody was just so excited. And I was like, oh, you know, that, that's, that's good. It's better than I thought. I don't believe it. But then I actually looked into the details of the number. And I'm like, yeah, it could be. Everybody got part-time jobs. Matter of fact, a bunch of people that were working part-time got another job. Matter of fact, as far as I know, I think it was the largest number on record for a month. that They went from part-time to full-time because they got a second or third job, whatever, enough to get them in, into the quote-unquote full-time arena as far as the Fed was concerned. They get a full-time job. It's got more jobs. And, of course, the wages were less than expected and all of those other things. But the number, the headline number, you know, they're making this big deal. And, of course, as I told you earlier in the show, this is on the low end of June. The problem is, is if you put May in, this is the worst number in five years. It's the lowest job creation May-June in five years. And, of course, remember when I tell you what happens in May and June? School gets out. High school gets out, college gets out. You got high school graduates, college graduates, and then you got those kids that, hey, I'm over 16, I'm going to work, like my, my son. They all get summer jobs. But are they or aren't they? I don't know. But now we're going to sit there and we're going to wait because Jay Powell's going to talk. All these Fed chiefs, they're all going to talk out there at some conference or some meeting. Tuesday, uh, Bostick and Bullard are at the St. Louis conference. Uh, Quarles, the keynote speaker. Powell's going to make remarks. And all of these things, right? All of these guys. You don't need to know the names. All these banker guys. And they're all going to talk about the economy. But you know what they're not going to tell you? Hey, dummy. We've done such a great job that you now lose money for having your money in the bank. Right? 
They're not going to say that. How about your 401k? They're going to tell you the dirty little secret? Every dollar you make, they get a dollar. Patriot Radio News. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Gold's down one, $13.99. Uh, silver is up seven, uh, right at $15. And the Dow's down 150 The S&P, the NASDAQ, they're all lower. Uh, Apple and Boeing uh, having tough days. More Boeing cancellations. Apple iPhone sales, not good. Um We'll have to keep watching. So, so I was talking about the jobs number. And I told you my spin. It wasn't horrible. Wasn't, listen, wasn't great. But not even close to great. Um, and, and when you combine the two, you know, big months of the year, May and June, because that's really when you get a lot of new entries into the workforce. It was the worst number in years. But there's also another number that comes out. You know, we had ADP, then we got jobless claims, and the government number. But Challenger, Gray, and Christmas, they're forgotten. Now, they used to. this used to be on CNBC all the time. They don't do it anymore. I don't see, at least I haven't seen them do it. Right? Then maybe they do it while I'm doing the show. I don't know. But they track layoffs. Really, when you think about it, how's the economy doing, this is probably the first place you should go. Layoffs. Right? Remember, if you go into mass layoff, and I think most states it's about 50 people. So if you're going to lay off 50 or more people in a state, you got to tell the state ahead of time. Hey, we're going to be laying people off. Uh, Deutsche Bank, right? They're laying off 18,000 people. Yeah, they got to tell people ahead of time. Well, there's this company, Challenger Gray and Christmas. They track it. They said U.S.-based employers announced plans to cut 140,577 jobs from their payrolls in the second quarter of this year. That is 34% higher than the same announcements made in the last quarter last year. So you're like, okay, that's not that's not good. But they're not done. They said if you take the the quarter, okay, so the the 140,000 that is the highest level since 2015, right? So you're like, wait a minute. Companies are laying off more people in the second quarter of this year than they did in 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And for the first six months of the year, they've announced... 331,000 layoffs. That 
is the highest level for the first half of a year in 10 years. So when you look at Challenger Gray and Christmas, you have to go back. Now, you think about 09, that was the height. Right, 09, I mean, 06 was bad, 07 got worse, 08 was when Wall Street blew up, 09, right? It was bedlam in 09. This is the worst number in 10 years. So think about it. This is worse than 2010, 2011, 2012, right? And those weren't great years. The second quarter, by the way, is usually the slowest quarter for layoffs. And again, it's also the same on the other side. It's usually the best quarter for job growth. So both of these things add up. So when we're sitting here and we're looking at who's right and who's wrong, is the Dow right? Right? Our stock's right? Right? And we got all... Well, we're not at all-time highs. Now, obviously, it's down today. Is the bond market right? I mean, the bond market's already given you five quarter-point cuts. Is the central bank right? Remember where the central bank is at. Remember December? It wasn't that long ago. They raised rates. And we're talking about, hey, we're going to keep raising rates. And all these clowns on the television were saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have two to three more rate hikes in 2019. Of course, I was screaming at you, what, as early as October. The economy's slowing down. The economy's slowing down. Right, and of course, Wall Street, when they heard the Fed was going to keep raising rates, collapsed in December. You remember the collapse. I don't need to remind you. That was just a warning. See, Wall Street, they don't want to believe that's what's going to happen. I get it, right? I do. But there's nothing they can do about it. And whether or not the Fed cuts a quarter of a point this month, or a half a point in September, right? Or a full point before the end of the year, it won't save it. You're starting to get these little warning signs. Morgan Stanley. And I agree, listen, take it for a grain of salt, right? These guys change with the wind. They have this index that they created in 2014. So again, it's not that old. But it's at the the worst rate rating ever. And Morgan Stanley is pulling all of their money out of the stock market in the United States and emerging markets. Because things aren't going to be better in the second half like they thought. I know. I want it to be better, right? Who's hiring people? 800 uh, Deutsche Bank. Got to talk about it here in the last segment. Uh, they announced 18,000 job cuts, mostly in its equities division. Uh, they, they just, uh, 
I'm just getting these reports in uh, in Tokyo in all other Asian offices the bank let everybody go today right in Tokyo sounds like the right place to start <laughs> right the central bank there buys all the stocks anyway uh, they are winding down the bank's equity sales and trading operations in its entirety listen don't be fooled here Deutsche Bank is in trouble. All the banks, even the, even our, I know, oh, they're so much better. Oh, they passed the stress test. All that stuff. And there's another bank going under. They have $80 billion of now what I will call unsellable bad debt. In other words, the bank is like we're so far underwater on these loans. Nobody will buy them. And I use the word, you know what, it's $80 billion. And I bring that up because as I talked about your bank accounts giving you negative rates of return, right, 2% plus fees. And I'm being kind on the 2%. $80 billion dollars is what, two, three, four times what the FDIC has in its insurance fund? Right now, that doesn't even talk about the, the amount of deposits that Deutsche Bank has. But here we are with all of the great recovery. Of course, Deutsche Bank, one of the great global banks, Laying off 18,000 people, getting on. Now, Deutsche Bank's been laying off people for a number of years, but now it's getting serious. They created this bad loan bank. And I think they started out with $20 billion, then it went to $40 billion. Now it's at $80 billion, right? And all of these loans, and you don't think about it because they don't want to tell you about it here yet. All of these corporations, and, and, and you know, I'm not talking about Apple, even though they've got them too, but it's, they've got plenty of money. The vast majority of the companies that comprise Wall Street publicly traded companies are loaded with debt. Loaded with it. Right? The only reason they survive is because they don't have to pay a lot of money to service their debt. The problem is now they've all loaded up to where we've borrowed the most amount of money we can borrow and still stay in business. And if we get one misstep here, things could go south quickly. And that's what Morgan Stanley warned about last night. So after Deutsche Bank made their announcement, Morgan Stanley immediately came out and made a similar announcement the other way. Make sure you're ready. I hope the central bank knows what they're doing. Unfortunately, history tells me they don't. 800 Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.